This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. Guys, how are you today? I'm having one of those days where I feel like even getting up from bed was a bad idea. <laughs> just, just, I should have, I should just stayed in there. Getting into bed, always a good idea. Always Confirmed, a good idea. It here first. <laughs> In the immortal words of the PGs, we are staying alive. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Welcome one and all to the show where we take bad ideas that people have done. We find them on the internet, then we bring them here and present them to the other two co-hosts who then have just 10 very short minutes to turn them into the pitch for a good movie or a good book or a good comic book or a good cave painting somewhere in the south of France. Um, but only there specifically. Sarah, I believe that you have our first bad idea today, don't you? I do. And it, I think cave painting is going to be a difficult ask for this one, but I'm curious <laughs> to see where y'all will go. All right. All right. So I found this article on a site called Modern Diplomacy, but I went and looked and it is in The Guardian as well. So like actual newspapers, no shade on Modern Diplomacy. I just never heard of it before. Other outlets have picked this up as well, which is terrifying because the headline reads for this article. Secret plans from British nuclear submarine. Hell yeah. Found in a toilet. Oh no. Hell yeah. Was it at least the toilet within the submarine? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Um, secret nuclear sub plans were found in a toilet cubicle at a Weatherspoons pub. Whoa. <laughs> Is that a chain of pubs? There isn't an equivalent in the United States, but it is it is sort of like the the Applebee's of pubs. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm sorry, Britain. Gotcha. Blooming onion and all. Yeah. Or is that Outback? Um That is Outback. Outback yeah. Steakhouse. Yeah. But Weatherspoons are, are franchised and they are just like very generic yeah. pub pubs. I've had plenty of great drinks in Weatherspoons. No shade. But, and apparently now you're going to have something quite different if you go there at the right time. But apparently their menu offers many variations, including classified files on the 1.3 billion pound HMS Anson. Hell yeah. They've been <laughs> dropped in the Furnace Railway in Barrow, Cumbria, Britain Press informs. A source said, quote, it was lucky a Russian spy didn't find them, to which I say, <laughs> who's to say they didn't? <laughs> <laughs> right, like maybe the Russian spy found them and was like, these secret plans are garbage. I hate these secret plans. <laughs> so the files showed the inner workings of the torpedo loaded vessel. Key detail on the HMS Anson's hydraulics, which control its torpedo hatches, steering and buoyancy. Those were all in the dossier. Wow. Uh -huh. It was also found in the boozer with a Royal Navy lanyard from the vessel. <laughs> So clearly someone on the Anson decided to, to go for a drink after work, which is normally pretty reasonable. Sure. <laughs> 
A source said that the pub was packed when the papers marked official sensitives were found on Saturday night. <laughs> Government guidance. Saturday night. Just for the record. That's so awesome. <laughs> says that information marked sensitive must only be shared on, quote, genuine need to know basis and could have damaging consequences if lost, stolen or published. <laughs> yeah. File that under no shit. Yeah. I hope also there was maybe no shit in the toilet that it was found in. I, I, I hope I hope or, that or too. unless that made it harder to read. Maybe that would be a good thing. The source said, quote, it was quite a lively night. The pub was full of people from the docks, military and civilian. I went into the toilet and the plans were lying on the floor of the cubicle with the lanyard. Anyone could have found them. Wow. <laughs> Um, a naval source said the documents were part of a reference manual that is readily available on board the submarine. So anyone who had worked on that submarine would have used the manual. And just as a reminder, official sensitive documents are one level below secret. So these were not top secret documents. Sure, 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 sure. Still, though. Right. So maybe not like something that would give away the secrets, but maybe something that would have everything that you would need in order to infer all the secrets. Correct. So the the pub where this happened is just a five minute walk from the BAE Systems shipyard where workers build astute class hunter killer subs. Got it. All right. HMS Anson right, is right, the fifth right. such vessel. It launched in February and is now based at His Majesty's Naval Base, Clyde, Scotland, for sea uh, trials. Yes, yes. There's a little bit more information about the submarine, so you can read that. Uh, go to the link in the description if you're curious. But you now have the best British night out of all times, <laughs> losing secret plans for a nuclear submarine. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. All right. Is the clock running? The clock is running. All right. I have five words for you guys. Just five words. Mm -hmm. Dude, where's my classified information? (laughs) (laughs) So the setup is... (laughs) (laughs) The setup is two British naval officers inexplicably played by a much older Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott are, you know, they have like one night of shore leave. So, you know, they're like, oh, we should spend the night out and having fun. They wake up the next morning with the worst hangover of their lives, blacked out like the deepest night and have no idea what happened. But sure enough, they look around what's missing from their chamber. That sensitive ass document that they were given and told to curry over to the naval office. Mm -hmm. And so they have to play detective and like retrace their steps over town, trying to find the document. And eventually the odyssey culminates with them returning to the hotel room and looking in their uh, restrooms, toilet, where the documents are and were the entire time. (laughs) But they spend like the entire day just like tearing through the small port side city and like revisiting everyone that they pissed off last night. Mate, where's my dossier? Exactly. (laughs) Mate, where's my dossier? I love it. And sort of like all these people have like different photos of them and in every one of them, they're still clutching the dossier. And so it's kind of a like, okay, so like we did bring it here. Where did we leave it? And they're like, oh, well, you said that after this place, you were going to like X other place for your epic pub crawl night. And so they need to like go over there. This is the only way to do a British road trip movie is to infuse it with panic and guilt. I love yes. it. <laughs> yes, basically, basically. But yeah, but uh, Ashton Kutcher, he can do a good British accent, right? Yeah, he'd be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the name of the other guy. Sean Williams. I watched that movie way more times than anyone should when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. I think that it was like just the, the exact moment. It does not hold up at all. I believe I still um, have the DVD somewhere in my possession. No, that is a movie that like, you know, as timeless of a title as it has, the very transphobic content in it has not aged at all very well. Not that it was ever good when it start when it first started out. Yeah. But the base premise and the title is a work of genius. I will stand by it. Truly. Yeah. So do we want to confine this to like a single town pub crawl? I think it should be like, if not a globe spanning, then, you know, a, a larger area spanning just so that we have more set pieces to play with. But I'm curious sure. if you want to keep it contained. No, it's I'm, I'm kind of down to turn it into something where, you know, like they wake up and their car is trashed and so they need to sort of find like transportation to the pub right. that is one town over. And it's like, well, all yeah. the rental cars are taken, but like, you know, this guy is taking some donkeys over, so he might be able to help you. And the fact that they're looking for something as high danger and uh, high importance as a classified dossier kind of justifies them like going to like whatever lengths are necessary in order to get from point A to point B. And I was going to say, like, is there anyone in hot pursuit of said documents? Like, is there uh, some maybe it's too on the nose for it to be like a Boris and Natasha sort of style <laughs> <laughs> like trolling the Instagrams of people in this area who would have uh, such documents and just see it on the crazy night out feed and are like we're gonna get it before I mean I love a race <laughs> and the 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 Russians can be like appropriately team rocket I feel like mm -hmm. and be like equally dysfunctional as our heroes no I think you're right Zach that like there does need to be an antagonist like there needs to be sort of someone that they perceive as trying to get them right and the stated antagonist can be a little bit of a red herring and there can be like sure. a secret Russian spy somewhere in the cavalcade of bad decisions right or like the person that they think is a Russian spy is actually British intelligence internal affairs right and is making sure that they are not fucking up or something like you know like there might be a twist but like they definitely spot like a like bald headed very like intense looking gentleman played by Mark Strong exactly that is shadowing their footsteps and after like the second pub that they visit they're like fuck you know that's you know that has to be someone working for the Kremlin oh fuck we're in so much trouble yeah yeah, yeah. and then when he opens his mouth he's just Mark Strong I love mm -hmm. it <laughs> yeah 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 um, you got about four minutes. And there's like a lot of like secondary antagonists along the way mm -hmm, because, you mm -hmm. know, like somewhere in the course of the night, they stopped by one of their ex-girlfriend's house or something. And they're now really, really angry at them and they don't want anything to do with them. But these guys are going, the dossier might be in there. We might have left it in there. We need to talk our way inside. Mm -hmm. Or there's like the pub owner where they set off some fireworks inside their pub and totally trashed it. And so this guy is like, I'm calling the police on you guys. And so they need to kind of talk their way through this. And I guess like the arc of the movie is that in having to do all these things, they end up figuring out how to be like good spies and good right. like maneuvers of things and good like investigators and detectives. I can't believe that I'm finding something that could be called an arc and something as stupid as mate, where's my dossier? <laughs> but here we go. 
I guess anything is possible. I mean, it would be fairly like in the thick of it standard for these two guys to sort of develop to the point where Mark Strong's MI5 or MI6 agent is like, you lads are actually pretty handy. (laughs) Do you want to come work for me? And thus the franchise began. Oh right, and the, the the second movie they get sent to Paris yes, and they the, lose the something there. Comma franchise. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a nuclear bomb loose in Rome at some Mate, point. Ooh, my bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I I think this franchise has legs. I think I, I hate to say it, guys, but like I think we may have really stumbled onto something here. I feel like at some point we need the. I don't know what the European equivalent of a volcano would be. Evil mm-hmm. bad guy who is played by the Mr. Bean actor. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson. Oh, to, Rowan g- Atkinson? to give him something yeah. with real teeth to bite into. Just like, give him something I to like, stretch like into. Yeah, sure. totally. No, he would be, he would make for like a great villain behind the scenes here. Yeah. And I think that that's a great pull because that sort of brings this into, if not Mr. Bean, then just like man from uncle territory, you know, and gives it a tone that I think is instantly like delightful and kind of defangs the spy shenanigans a little bit, but not not enough that like they could still super fuck up, you know? Yeah. Right, right. No, like in a way where it's like if the evil villain was played by the late Alan Rickman before his tragic passing, Indeed. it would be something where you're kind of like, oh, fuck, like the world is actually in very bad trouble. Like, oh, no, why did it end up with like these idiots having to handle this like very important secret information? That's why the two, the scene between the two of them and Love Actually is so good. That's right. That's um, right. You have about a minute. <laughs> are we sticking with Team Kutcher? Are we finding no, younger actors? I don't I don't don't know who you would need to get like some like youngish like british actors for this Aston Kutcher and Sean William Scott 100% cameoing somewhere as right. shitty American tourists like some pissed CIA. off Americans yeah. they are American tourists and these and like our heroes steal their car um, <laughs> that is, that is the cameo is. that they have yeah there it is <laughs> they turn around for one second go into a shop and when they come out you just hear dude that's dude, my car and then cut to another scene and then yeah. cut yeah. that's his car dude <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is time. Incredible. I'm glad we I'm glad we got the Easter egg figured out. That was the most important and the part. most pressing thing in this whole enterprise. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Oh boy. Good lord. Fabulous. Well, I'm glad somebody found the documents question mark. Me too. Yeah. Better found than Uh, left in the bathroom stall. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Indeed, especially on a Saturday night. (laughs) But we will, we're going to go check out Weatherspoons and then we'll be back for more bad ideas. No bad ideas. Sponsored by Weatherspoons. (laughs) Seriously, though, sponsor us. Hey there, Zach Valenti here with a quick reminder that if you love No Bad Ideas or any of the podcasts Gabrielle, Sarah, and I create, you can support us with a monthly membership at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to the No Bad Ideas back catalog and hear every bad idea we've ever done. And as an Idealist member, you could even snag a special shout out in the credits. You can learn more and sign up today at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support.
Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. All right. And with that, let's get back to the show. everybody welcome back from that lovely break uh it was nice to be able to um sneak off to the pub to get a drink between bad ideas Mm -hmm. but now now we need to turn towards um matters of legality and rent landlord relationships as we turn away from the great nation of britain and towards the great nation of germany Mm. for a bad idea brought to us from our friends at the huffington post there will be a link to this article in the episode description if you would like to read along but the headline reads german court rule that a naked landlord doesn't justify lower rent. And the subheadline reads, the judge laid out the bare facts. Ugh. Well done. Well done. Good job, article writer. We salute you. So from the Berlin branch of the Associated Press, the article reads, a German court said on Wednesday that a landlord sunbathing naked in the courtyard of his building wasn't a reason for his tenants to reduce their rental payments. Come to the U.S., my friend. (laughs) We have a better verdict for you. The case involved a building in an upmarket residential district of Frankfurt, which included an office floor rented by a human resources company. The company withheld rent because it objected, among other things, to the landlord's naked sunbathing. In response, the landlord sued. The Frankfurt State Court rejected the company's reasoning, finding that, quote, the usability of the rented property was not impaired by the plaintiff sunning himself naked in the courtyard. It said in a statement that it couldn't see an, quote, inadmissible, deliberately improper effect on the property. Wow. That's a fucking boss move for a building owner. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Judges were ruling on an appeal against a lower court decision that went in the landlord's favor, and the tenant had only limited success overall. They found that the tenant had been entitled to reduce rental payments for three months only because of noisy construction work in the neighborhood. The court said that the spot where the landlord sunbathed could only be seen by the rented office by leaning far out of the window. Well, that raises more questions. Yeah, it does. It also said that the tenants failed to prove that the landlord took the stairs to the courtyard unclothed. Quote, on the contrary, the plaintiff stated credibly that he always wore a bathrobe, which he only took off just before the sun lounger, it said. So that's the end of our journey to Frankfurt. Uh-huh. That is the end of our idea. Uh-huh. I'm going to set 10 minutes on the timer and I'm very curious about uh, where you guys are going to take this story with uh, its warts and all. Deutschland Uber Alice. I mean, <laughs> uh, Netflix always needs rom-coms. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this is the worst meat cute of all time. It's, and it's so it can only cute. go up from there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm an optimist now, I guess. <laughs> So what, like Reese Witherspoon rents an office in like the base level of an apartment building, but then it turns out that the landlord played by someone is sunbathing (laughs) naked. 
Yeah, some Grey's Anatomy alum. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey, his son bathing naked. No, they were they were both in Sweet Home, Alabama, but he was like the evil New York fiance that she left. Yeah, anyway, he was he was right. the very wealthy wrong choice that that movie posited. That's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah together at last, once again. The reunion long awaited. They're not going go to go to Tiffany's between this them. time. Nothing yeah. separating Reese from this man at long last. I know. <laughs> The taglines are going to be better than the movie. <laughs> but I was mostly joking. I think like there is like sort of um, the lodger style. You're saddled with an eccentric neighbor. And one of the things that he does is is sunbathe naked, mm-hmm. where I think we got to tweak it so that it is very easy and obvious to see that this is happening. Sure, 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 sure. And like if Reese Witherspoon or anyone else is is trying to conduct a place of business, they've like just started out on their own and, and you know, maybe left like a family business. They're off to prove themselves as like a serious person and like go get it be a go-getter and in the background of every zoom call there is this guy's dick like (laughs) (laughs) this is problematic (laughs) truly the where's waldo of zoom (laughs) he can have a little red hat and that's all that he wears (laughs) the little stripey hat Right, perhaps to the point where, like, the protagonist is going, is there, like, a plug-in that I can put into my Zoom that Mm -hmm. would put, like, trunks on this man or something, for God's sakes, please? Yeah. This feels instinctively like the good old classic, no bad ideas, like, war of attrition between neighbors (laughs) storyline. I thought you were about to say that this feels like yet another episode in the uh, no bad ideas starring Nick Offerman library, and... I might be down for that. Well, <laughs> I might be. I mean, I think he would be if if you know what, if he and Megan Mullally want to work together on something, hey. I think this might be perfect. <laughs> Whoa. Actually, though, I did not expect myself to be so. Would he that. do full frontal? <laughs> yes. The title of the movie might have to be full frontal. So, you know, <laughs> frontal assault. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, war of attrition. Yes, Zach, say, say more. I'm, I'm uh, intrigued well, by just, this. I feel like uh, there have been a sort of subcategory of this show. There's like a a shelf in the video rental store uh, (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. of bad neighbors stories where somebody is doing something that offends the eyes of other people around and hijinks ensue, typically over a fence. (laughs) Right. And, uh, And so, yeah, so like, I think if we're not doing the meet cute where the sort of stodgy prudish person learns the ways of nudity, and the nude person learns how to keep it in their pants when that makes life better sometimes. We promise Nick Offerman's character it does. <laughs> uh, and so uh, so if we're not doing that, then it's like, what does the non-naked side of the fence do to either get a similar, like an equal but opposite reaction from the other parties? Like, right, 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 if right, they're right, grossed right. out, how do they yeah. gross them out? Or it's like... Yeah, they like makes, they put something smelly in one of the empty apartments so that he can't rent it out or something like that. Something like that. that. Right. Like, or it's like, you know, they put a giant magnifying glass above where he likes to sun. So it like will literally burn (laughs) him. Like they make it look so uncomfortable to be naked that he must like. Right, right, right. They like switch out his, they switch out his, um, whatchamacallit, his suntan lotion with cooking oil or something like that. Right, Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a good question of kind of like how mean is this movie getting? Like that's a good modulation there. Like what is his response? Like, Like, cause you kind of can't get more naked. Like, 
Like there's only so much that he can escalate. Like I assume like he could have more of his like nudist friends over. Right. And I think that it is kind of a like it could be like he's naked in more situations. You know, it used to only be I'm sunbathing for half an hour naked in like the somewhat private patio. But then it starts to kind of be like, oh, no, you know, like when I'm going around delivering packages, now I'm naked when I'm, you know, I'm doing my I'm standing outside the building in the morning and I'm waving to you and going like, oh, hi, Mrs. McPherson. My jumping jacks only exercise routine. (laughs) There's if if he does like burpees, there's going to be a moment of relief and then pops back up. Whoever tuned into this episode expecting maturity, I deeply apologize. It is not in the cards for this episode. Not really. I wonder how many episodes of NBI I had with maturity. I don't know. But not this one. Not this one for fucking sure. That's right. Oh, man. How much time do we got? You have just a little over three minutes left. Okay. I suppose we have to give them like some quirky friends to mm-hmm. probably other people in the building can sort of fill out and have like different responses. But Megan Mullally's will be the most outsized um, and combative. Oh, no. And like there's like team clothes and team landlord. Right. And eventually like other people in the building, like, you know, help out with Megan Mullally's like campaign against the landlord. But then all of a sudden, one day someone is out there and they join the landlord in naked sunbathing. And then it's like, oh, no. You know, someone has broken rank. Someone has gone over to the naked side. This should have. I don't know if we can do. I don't know the architecture of Frankfurt or if we're keeping this in Germany or what. But like we should do the exact same architecture as like the courtyard and rear window. And everybody's <laughs> got like a window a that they can look a view. Everyone's got a view. I'm just saying. That's a good title for the movie. Everyone's got a view. I like it. Partial view. <laughs> <laughs> if it was somewhere in the south, we could call it Southern Exposure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like having that sort of central space that kind of unites all of the yeah yeah yeah, the yeah we definitely you know, need that you know what I'm yeah, yeah. About. totally no and that absolutely has to be where Mr. Man and like that's one of those like maybe that's the first escalation that like right. he maybe has like a little private backyard that shares one window with her office but it's otherwise very private and then when she makes us think about that then he's kind of like oh you don't like me doing it there fine and then he starts doing it in the big central everyone has access to it everyone gets an eyeful central courtyard right and then you have the people who are displeased with that who are like put it back in the like the, yeah. the many before the few Right. And then you have the others who are like joining them because they're like, uh, yeah, it's like, actually, I stand in solidarity. Right. Bathrobes forever. (laughs) They burn all their belts. I don't know how this can end other than like them having sex in the courtyard, but I don't want that to be the end. No, 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 no. Like, I don't know how, but like she eventually like has to real like want to make peace. And the way to do it is like, I think it's Philadelphia that does like their annual naked bike race around the city. Mm -hmm. And so she has to participate in something like that, where it is kind of a like not just getting naked, but getting naked in like a way more public way than anything that he's done. Like, I think that like that's the only way that you could wrap it up. But speaking of wrapping up, that was that was time. That was time. That's 10 minutes. Uh, 10 Frankfurt minutes with 10 Very little, very little coveralls. Oh, yeah. I guess this kind of this should be in Philly because I feel like American attitudes towards nudity are just that much more heightened and prudish. So I think that will be good. Yeah. We can't call it 10 Frankfurt minutes, but. 
That's okay. <laughs> well, friends, we've survived a lot today from toilets to naked landlords, but I think I think we made it through relatively unscathed. Amen. Should quit while we're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show possible. And a special shout out to our Idealist members, Jeffrey Felsher, Gemma, Rena, Robert Johnson, and Leap Flame. Today's episode features music by State Shirt and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you really love this show, let us know by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen. And consider sharing it with someone you love.